Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, June 17th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Before getting into some of the latest news on the show here, I just wanted to quickly uh, apologize for not being able to get an episode out yesterday as I <laughs> unfortunately severely hurt my left foot. I can't put any pressure on the back of my heel. I've basically just been uh, limping around everywhere to get by. So yesterday, had to get that checked out real quick. Make sure nothing was broken, but um, doing that and icing and all that good stuff took up most of my day yesterday, unfortunately. So again, I do apologize for that. Um, going to try and get a bonus episode out on Saturday. Could even be possibly in the form of a locker room, uh, just to make it up for all of you listeners out there. Um, and don't want to spill the beans a little bit too much here, but if it's not a locker room on Saturday, that could actually be. A nice little conversation with NBC Sports Chicago's Charlie Rumeliotis. We've been in contact the last couple of weeks, you know, trying to figure out a date and time that works for the both of us, and it looks like that could be coming up soon. So keep your peepers peeled for that, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm sure that's going to be a fun chat that you're not going to want to miss. But there's the little update about me and (laughs) why an episode wasn't able to drop yesterday. Now, let's get into the... Little update we have from the Chicago Blackhawks. It's been uh, a pretty quiet start to their offseason so far, although, you know, that does tend to happen while the Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on. But on Tuesday, the Blackhawks made um, their first kind of signing of the summer, aside from Lucas Reichel officially inking his entry-level deal. Um, But this was the Hawks signing 22-year-old Czech winger Jakob Poor to a two-year entry-level contract. That runs through the 2022-2023 season. Not surprising at all to see, you know, the Hawks go out and sign yet another European forward prospect. We've seen them go that route numerous times over the past couple of years. And I think the front office has kind of had their eye on Jakob Poor for a couple of years now because he was a former teammate of Dominic Kubelik's. Both of those guys played for H.C. Pilsen over in the Czech League. And during his signing interview, Poor kind of spoke about how 
he watched Kubalik come over to Chicago and have all that success. And um, the organization and, and everything as a whole, you know, that was a big reason why he elected to sign with the Blackhawks this summer, apparently. But looking at some of Poor's numbers now, um, I can't lie, nothing really stands out about him offensively. He only had 16 points in 48 games last season, 12 goals and just four assists. And then in the year prior, only 14 points in 48 games played. I get that he's fairly young, still only 22 years old, but this feels, you know, a little bit more like a depth signing for the Rockford Icehogs at the AHL level rather than a signing for the Blackhawks in the NHL. Kind of like a Mate Halupa signing from last offseason. Not so sure if the NHL is 100% in the picture here for poor. But one thing he does provide a lot of that the Blackhawks do need is size in their forward group. Jakob Poor is six foot three and 200 pounds already at just 22 years of age. I'm sure, you know, the hope is still for him to even throw on a couple additional pounds in that area. And hey, if he can be a factor away from the puck, you know, maybe then the NHL picture, uh, the NHL is in picture there a little bit more for poor, potentially in like a, a bottom six role. And I actually read in an article that was released by Mark Lazarus like an hour ago, uh, the Blackhawks in their organization kind of talked about that signing, how poor was kind of like a, a Mike Hardman addition, someone who could play on the fourth line, be physical, um, rack up a lot of hits. And I understand why the Blackhawks are going that route because before uh, Mike Hardman, you know, just not a lot of guys that can do that in the bottom six for the Blackhawks. Um, and again, with with poor, not a whole lot jumps out aside from that size. But being just 22, he just turned 22 back in April. And as I said, if he can continue to put on muscle and, you know, if he could be like six foot three, 220 and just be a brute force out there on the ice, um, you know, this may turn out to be a fine gamble by the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, again, it's only also a two-year entry-level deal that runs through the summer of 2023. And, you know, even if things don't wind up working out, it's like an $840,000 entry-level contract. So it won't be the end of the world for the Blackhawks by any means. So in my opinion, this feels like a nice kind of low-risk, high-reward signing by the Blackhawks, in my opinion at least on Tuesday as they inked 22-year-old check forward Jakob Poor to a two-year contract. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks continuing to nab prospects from over in Europe. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to break down forward Matthew Coronado's 2021 NHL draft profile. But first, I need to talk quickly about Locker Room, which is the live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Locker Room, you can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. I personally will be doing some episodes later on in the week, late at night, 
and you can also react to the biggest news, rumors, and trades with other people. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store or you can get it now on Android and then you just quickly create a profile and link your Twitter to join a group and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. So be sure to check out Locker Room for free to be a part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, which is absolutely incredible. And they also have carrot cake and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L and LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done recapping the Blackhawks signing check forward Jakob Poor. Moving on now, it's time to get into the next NHL draft profile that I will be breaking down here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. This week, I've already taken a deeper dive into Fabian Liesel and Chaz Lucius. Now it's time to take a look at 18-year-old forward Matthew Coronado, who has really intrigued me for this upcoming draft. And the reason I say that is because through all of the mock drafts and the websites and scouts and everything, I don't know if there's someone who has a bigger gap possibility than Matt Coronado, who, by the way, spent the last two seasons playing in the USHL with the Chicago Steel. So he knows the area already a little bit. But according to the scouts and all those websites that I was just talking about, Coronado, I've seen as going as early as number 10 in some drafts and also as high as number 36 in others. Like, it's crazy. He has the possibility of either potentially being a top 10 or early first round pick or also dropping out of the first round entirely into the second. Um, Kind of like a Noel Gunler, for those of you that remember him from the draft last year. Um, I think Gundler wound up going in the second round, but uh, th- there was some talk about the Blackhawks possibly taking him at number 17, so that's why I got into him a little bit anyways. Um, according to TSN's Bob McKenzie, uh, he has Coronado ranked as the number 21 prospect 
in this year's draft. So obviously that is a little below where the Blackhawks are selecting at number 11, but I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. I think it would be foolish just to pass over Coronado because a lot of sites and scouts do believe he can go in that top 10 to 20 range if everything plays out right for him in the first round. And also, a big reason why I believe there is such a discrepancy in the rankings for Coronado is because up until this past season, there just really wasn't any real superstar potential in most people's eyes. But this past season for the Chicago Steel, he absolutely exploded with 85 points in 51 games played. Before that, he was just kind of a a point-per-game guy. This year, absolutely took it to a whole nother level. And out of those 85 points, 48 were goals. 48 goals scored in 51 games. He's actually the Chicago Steel's all-time leader in goals scored. So clearly, this kid knows how to put the back in the net. Um, It just apparently uh, took a little longer than uh, maybe he would have liked especially at an elite level. He was a good goal scorer, but 48 goals in 51 games, that'll put you on the radar in the first round of the upcoming NHL draft. And because it was kind of just a one-season outburst, I feel like that's why um, some people and some teams even could be hesitant with Coronado because, you know, they're not sure if this was just a one-year breakout season or if he's on the cusp of, turning it into something really special and isn't even close to his peak yet. And, I mean, I get that argument. That's always the gamble in the first round of the NHL draft, especially in the uh, teens and as you get into the 20s. But I honestly think Coronado is potentially a really safe bet for the Blackhawks at number 11 because even if you put that the offensive outburst this past season aside, put that aside, There are still many other areas of Coronado's game that are quite strong. First, not only can he be a top-line guy because of his offense and serve as a weapon on the power play, but he's also a really strong defensive player. That's one area he admitted himself he really wanted to focus and hone his craft on uh, before getting into the draft. And he not only did he take it up a notch, but he's also been playing on the penalty kill a lot for the Chicago Steel as well. So not only a power play one type guy, but he has the courage and he's strong enough defensively to go out there as a forward on the penalty kill as well. And although he's only 5'10", 180 pounds, he's fearless. Not only you can see it in the tape, but all the coaches and um, the people who have talked about him in these, um, just people who have given quotes on Matt Coronado, they all say, And from the tape, you can tell he's not afraid of going to the dirty areas and playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, he takes pride in getting the little things done to help his team win. He he talked about that himself. And he also has even more versatility than just playing on the power play and the penalty kill because Coronado has also bounced between center and wing so far throughout his career. Now that probably doesn't, pan out too good for him playing down the middle at the NHL level one day, but he at least has that capability and isn't a stranger to that position by any means. It's something I say on the show a lot. You can never have too much center depth. So really, even without the offense, the versatility and the determination and and the hockey IQ that this kid has has really impressed me. And one other thing 
that I read about Coronado. Obviously, this is something you can't see on tape, but apparently he's already a, a strong leader in the locker room. He's a very vocal and a very smart guy. Um, and you love to hear those things as well about a guy going in the first round of a draft. Not only, you know, if he's going in the first round, the skills there, but the off ice things are kind of just as important in making this decision. So I was really happy to hear that about Matthew Coronado as well. And when you watch the tape on Coronado, I mean, I, I said on tape, you can't see the leadership, but you can see the skill set on tape. Watching all of his goals and everything, uh, he's got a really strong wrist shot, a quick release. He has the ability to go to the crease and get those garbage goals as well. And it just seems like, I, I said this the other day about Chaz Lucius, but he just seems to have a knack for finding the back of the net. And speaking of Lucius, when I compare Matt Coronado to a guy like Chaz Lucius, who, again, I just broke down two days ago here on the podcast, um, Lucius might be an elite goal scorer, but I think Coronado could be A, just as good in that department, and B, I think he provides so much more away from the puck compared to Lucius. I know that Chaz was hurt this season and he didn't dress in that many games for the United States Development Program, but Coronado overall, at least to me, he just seems to have the more complete game and just a more complete arsenal, honestly. I really like Matthew Coronado, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know if the Blackhawks will get there at number 11. That may be a little bit too early, but if that's the route they go, even though it might be Uh, seen as a little bit of a stretch in some scouts' eyes and everything, I would understand completely why the Blackhawks did it. Because to me, Matthew Coronado looks like a guy who could be a jack-of-all-trades for an NHL club in the not-so-distant future. Alright, there is my dive into Matthew Coronado's 2021 NHL draft profile. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for 24-year-old forward Dylan Strom's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting started. UFC is in full swing all year round. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with BetOnline. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I just got done taking a look at Matt Coronado's 2021 NHL draft profile. Now, before I wrap things up on the show here today, 
we still got to get into 24-year-old forward Dylan Strom's 2021 season recap. And for Strom, after kind of a disastrous 2019-20 campaign in which the offense was never consistent and he bounced between center and wing, he also suffered a gruesome-looking ankle injury. So after kind of that nightmare season with Chicago in 2019-20, a lot of folks, and I'm sure a lot of people within the Blackhawks organization as well, we're really hoping to see a big bounce back year for the number for the former number 3 overall pick in 2021 and unfortunately once again Strom just never appeared to get comfortable and could never rattle off any sort of consistent production unless he was playing alongside his good buddy Alex Dabrinkit and even then it still wasn't all that impressive taking a look at Strom's numbers on the season He dressed in 40 of the Blackhawks' 56 games and recorded just 17 points, 9 goals, and 8 assists for Dylan Strome in 40 games, which, honestly, for a guy with his skill set, I mean, I know he's slower than molasses out there, but still, 17 points in 40 games played, not even half a point per game? That's not at all what the Blackhawks were hoping for when they sent Nick Schmaltz to Arizona a few years back. Some of the other numbers that stand out for Strom, minus 16 on the season. I know plus minus isn't really an important stat, but when it's as low as minus 16, it kind of tells you uh, how Strom kind of fared when he was on the ice for the Blackhawks this season. But again, those numbers can be a little bit deceiving. Um, And while I want to give Strom, I want to give him some credit for only having 14 penalty minutes this year, which, you know, it's pretty good for a guy who who plays center uh, was playing a second or third line role for most of the year, but at the same time, I never really see him getting into like physical skirmishes or grinding it out with a guy along the border boards or anything. I, I kind of feel like defensively, Strom's a little bit more conservative than I would like him to be, especially for his size. Everyone seems to forget Dylan Strom is six foot three and two hundred pounds, but he only had eight hits this season. There and that's there are just so many concerns about Strom's overall game that even at 24 years old, the Blackhawks seriously might have to think about salvaging what they can get for him at this point because from afar, and I'm sure even as I talked about earlier, even within the Blackhawks organization, things definitely aren't looking good for Strom. And also, out of his nine goals scored this season, he only had five at even strength. Five even strength goals in 40 games for Dylan Strom. Aye, aye, aye. And the weird part about this is that it's he shot 12.7% this season, which honestly, you know, for a guy who scored nine goals, I would not have saw that coming. So maybe, again, just kind of needs to be a little less conservative. That's something I think a couple Blackhawks need to work on. Dylan Strom, fire everything Throw everything that you can on that. What do you have to lose at this point? Be a little more aggressive, buddy. And looking at his time on ice, only averaged 15 minutes and 31 seconds per game, which is definitely his low since coming over to Chicago a few years back. He averaged 17 minutes and 4 seconds in that first year he came over in 2018-19. Then he was at 15 minutes and 56 seconds last season, and now down to 15 minutes and 31 seconds per game. Clearly, the coaching staff is 
just starting to trust Strom less and less. And with the way he's been struggling since that first year with the Hawks, I mean, it's now hard to understand why. There really isn't anything too exciting right now about his overall game. Even the face-off numbers. You know, that was another area that I think a lot of people since Strom came over because when he was in his last half season with Arizona, he was like a 58% face-off man. I know it was only like 27 games, but it was like, oh, maybe this kid's on, on his way of becoming a really solid face-off man. Mm, no. <laughs> he only won 47% of his draws this season compared to last year. He was at 47.7, so um, about the same, a little bit worse, actually. Again, still only 24 years old, but seeing that those numbers haven't gone up at all since coming to Chicago, it has to make you at least a little bit concerned about his ability to play center long-term. And another reason to be concerned about that matter is because um, Strom really doesn't force turnovers like you would want a trusted center to do, especially if he is going to be playing center long-term for the Chicago Blackhawks. It's probably going to be in that third checking line role because Jonathan Taze, assuming he can come back and rejoin the team next year, he's going to slot in as that first line center. And then Kirby Doc was drafted to be the first line center of the future and the second line center um, for the next, you know, handful of years. Again, assuming that Taze is able to come back. So for Strom, if he's going to be the third line center, but doesn't, playing a checking role, but doesn't really force all that many turnovers, I mean, that's another thing to be concerned about. Uh, And I feel like a lot of that just has to do with his lack of speed. It's just a fact. Strom has a really hard time keeping up with the pace of today's NHL. I I always feel like he's just a stride or two behind for making a play, but that's the difference. A huge difference, actually. So, for me, ladies and gentlemen, taking all of this into consideration, I am going to give Dylan Strom a D+. For his performance in 2021, my lowest grade so far in my 2021 season recaps. I know that may be a little harsh, but I I just don't think I just don't think he did himself any favors at all in solidifying his position through this rebuild in Chicago. If anything, I feel like it's the exact opposite. I think there is a pretty decent chance that the Blackhawks cut ties with Strom this offseason. I mean, they certainly do have the center depth in their prospect pool to do so. Um, I get that a D-plus may be a bit harsh, but actually 27% of the voters thought that Strom was worthy of a D or an F for his play in 2021. The majority, 57% of the voters, thought that Strom should get a C, but I guess I'm a little mis- a little bit more disappointed than you all are because a D-plus it is for Dylan Strome this past season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, June 17th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. 
Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.